This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Off and running on a Wednesday. How are you? Dave Sheriff and Matt Peralt. It's the Bostonian versus the book here on props.com on the props YouTube, Twitter as well. Two hours yesterday. I don't think we go for two hours today, Dave, but who gets traded today during our show? <laughs> if somebody gets traded, that's the beauty of the show. We don't have a hard out. If something <laughs> happens, we'll keep talking about it. But man, we got the chats ready to go. Uh, you know, people are, are already holding us accountable for being late. We got people showing up. <laughs> Timothy, welcome to the to the chat. Thank you for coming. We'll try to let's be go. We'll try to be on time. Let's go. SoCal DJ and hold it down. Um, you know, let, let, let's get it together here, people. Come on. He says, let's go hit the music. The one time I'm on time for the live show, you guys are late. <laughs> We're always late. That's like the tease of it, right? Hey, in my old radio show, we didn't start till six past the hour. It was 10.06 when we came on the air. So like 10.02 is pretty damn good, to be quite honest. That's actually like on time for us to start at 10.02. But here we are. Here we are now. We've got live basketball going on during the show. So if there are Wait, live, are you in action? What do you mean by in action? Are you? Do you have a bet on this game? I need to <laughs> I know. Do I do not have a bet on this game. Okay, I eyeballing Florida State because it's like plus fifteen. So a part of me thinks that Florida State's going to come back, and there's value on an FSU that they played as poorly as you could in the first half against Syracuse. They're down twenty as we start the second half. Do you have action on this game? Nope. Okay. I just want to make sure you're not distracted while we're doing the show because oh, right. we've yeah, done yeah, shows yeah. before yes. while yeah, you've had yeah. action. <laughs> your head is going a bunch of different ways. You've got eight windows open. You've got the chat open. And if yes. I have you on action on the game, I just need to know. Me and Farrah are going to hold this thing right online and ready to go. That's all. I just need you to get that out of the way quick. bro. FSU <laughs> comes out of the gate and hits a shot right away. I'm sorry, Syracuse comes out of the gate. Now it's 51-26. Oh, my. So we're looking at nearly a 30-point margin here. Oh, my. It's, it's ugly for Florida State. Uh, I just think it's so fun that every year I get to watch the ACC in Brooklyn because the Big East kicked them out. And they, their dream of being an MSG, they tried like New York is ACC country and the Big East comes back and they're like, yeah, get the hell out of here. And they have, to, they have to go to Brooklyn to do their tournament, which I love as a Big East guy that it's, yeah, yeah, go here. You go, go back over there. They used to do this in North Carolina every year, but for, they think that the number one media market were the big boys were the ACC. So when they went, they went to Greensboro all those years, yeah. they went to Raleigh, they went to Charlotte and yeah, where all the schools are based, but then the big East came back and the big East took over again, the MSG week. And they were like, wait, 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 that's not okay. We're going to, Bro- you know, we want that. And MSG said, sorry, we signed an eight year deal with the big East. And now they went to Brooklyn when Barclay center opened up They're like, okay, fine. We'll go to Brooklyn. So now they're in Brooklyn, which is so dumb because they have Boston college and Syracuse 
And those are the only two schools that are really geographically close to NYC. Right. Everything else is in the Carolinas. I mean, I guess there's people that, you know, above our pay grade making these decisions, but I'd go no, back it's to Duke. Carolina. Like, no, it's because everyone who graduates Duke goes to work on Wall Street in New York City. That's why. Oh, okay. Duke, Duke folks wants it when they want the ACC tournament close to New York because all the Duke graduates are in New York. Gotcha. Okay. So that's why. Yes. Uh, uh, Zach is asking, am I wearing the Bears hat for run CMC? Yes. That is why I, I'm trying to will this into existence. I will like to see Christian McCaffrey on the Chicago Bears. Wow. So I'm wearing this for that. And I'm also wearing it because I feel really bad for Bears fans. Because Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is staying. And so this is a solidarity hat for them because I feel for you guys. Because you're going to deal with that guy who literally tells you, I own you. And you have no, re- like, what do you say back to that as a Bear fan? Aaron Rodgers on the field is saying, I own you. What are you going to say? No, you don't. <laughs> yes, no, I mean, you're supposed to just say you're right. I mean, really, what do you say? <laughs> All right, not one. All right, you got me. Okay. We're gonna try. We're gonna try to cover you. We thought you were leaving. Now you're not. Oh yeah, they're gonna keep Devonte too. Oh, okay, great. We're in trouble. Here we go. So, the, uh, so I, I'm, I'm feeling for you guys here. I, I really am. But let's start with that. Let's start with yesterday. This is kind of a generic question, generic topic, but I want to. There's a lot of tentacles to it. So Wilson now is with the Denver Broncos. Yes, we had it yesterday during the show. We went all into it after digesting the deal which is two first-round picks, two second-round picks, Noah Fant, first-round pick, second-round pick quarterback and Drew Locke, other players, Harris, defensive lineman. Right now, who won, Seattle or Denver? I mean, they got Russell Wilson. So didn't they win? I mean, like right now, but like I think Seattle got a haul. I mean, they're going to – Seattle's going to turn it around pretty quickly with a successful draft or two. Like – isn't it's, that a big if? Well, it's all a big if. I, I mean, I don't think, uh, you know, Ferris said it, and, and, and I agreed with him. He's, you know, maybe a little bit past his prime. I don't know if he's if he's going to be successful. He looks a step slower. His passes were off a little bit last year. Seattle, you know, had tools and didn't work. Now he has more tools, so will it work? I don't know. I don't think we can make a determination who won. Like, do you have a definitive winner today? Yes. Who's your today. definitive winner? Them. Today, definitive winner. But it could change, obviously. But today, right. 24 hours afterwards, Broncos got a Hall of Fame quarterback. It's the most important spot in sports. You give up everything. Now, it comes with a championship or bust tag, but it's you have a chance to win it all. You give up whatever you got to do to, to do that. I mean, Matthew Stafford, you know, Lions traded him. Rams gave up everything. Two first round picks to go and get him. They want a ring. It's a ring or nothing. It's championship or bust in the next four years for Russell Wilson in Denver. If they don't, then yeah, then I think it was, you know, a mistake. It was, but I think it's a move you make. I think it's a move you absolutely take. It's a calculated gamble, but I think it's a very intelligent gamble to make when it comes to a quarterback who's been to two Super Bowls. And won one of them. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I one Green, one Green GM Bay won the day yesterday. If you're if you if you're deciding between the days, I was like, you know, them. Russell Wilson being out of the NFC is just another one off the list. Like fair I point. Mean, 
like yeah. the, the numbers, like you started to talk and we talked about it while it was happening. And then, you know, I looked at the numbers last night. I'm like, man, who is the real challenger now in the NFC? I feel like I'm, you know, I mean, it has to be the Rams by default because they're the defending Super Bowl champs. And at least they got Stafford still. But like, I don't know what the Rams are going to look like in six months. Mm-hmm. I don't know if all those guys are coming back, mm-hmm. you know. They may, I mean, if Aaron Donald retires, that's a bit, that's a bigger piece to replace than Matthew Stafford at this point. So I don't know. Um, I, I I thought who won the, the Wilson trade when I saw it on the rundown. I see Green Bay. That's <laughs> another team to take off the list of the NFC. It's a fair point. A GM was quoted this morning by the athletic in Jeff Howe's piece. Who was quoted? And I, I joked in the tweet to you guys, but like, did Matt Farah say this and feed it to a GM? But I think it's a reach by Denver for a player past his prime who is a below average leader, according to one GM. Ooh, shots fired. Hell of a shot fired. I mean, look, one, it's an interesting, and I'm going to steal this from Pat McAfee because I think Pat's right on this. The ability to throw the deep ball, the bomb, Russell Wilson over the last five seasons has been the most accurate thrower down the field in the NFL for deep balls. And now you put him in the thin air of Denver. Like how far is this guy going to throw a ball? Like he could throw a ball for like 70 yards. Can he so, though? Because we didn't really see it last year. Well, he had the busted finger remember? Oh, okay. He, he had that hand problem, but he okay. still threw for 25 touchdowns. He's thrown for 25 touchdowns. You can roll out of bed in the NFL now and throw for 20. It's still 25 touchdowns to six picks. I mean, still better than most starting quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, you know, he was still a legitimate and look, he was banged up. Okay. He didn't run. That was one of the big question marks. It's like, why is Russ no longer running? Yeah. Secondly, the hand was a big problem. So he wasn't able to play through it. He played, probably came back too fast with the hand injury. So the hand injury is going to be there. And I also think, you know, Michael Lombardi, wrote a piece for Visa this morning and I read it and it's interesting because he asked the question that everyone's asking, why would the Seahawks do this? You know, like why would they, why would they trade Russell Wilson? What do they know? And to me, it's, I, I think it's really and this goes right along with it. Like, do we really want to question a 33 year old hall of famer and make him become even more motivated? Because we learned this with Brady. We learned it with Rodgers. In a way, we learned it with Stafford. It's like, if you question these guys and you give them a reason to work their asses off, I don't know. I don't think I'd poke that bear. But They're, they're working their asses off anyway. No matter nah, Brady, I mean, look, Brady, Rodgers, look what happened. They're, their numbers were slipping. They, get, they go to a new place. Not Rodgers, but Brady and Stafford. And in year one, they win it all. Stafford led the league in picks, did he not? Did he? He did. Correct. He did. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big Stafford guy. Like you know, you I'm not a big Stafford guy. But I, but Brady, Rodgers, Stafford, Wilson. I mean, I, I would put Wilson over Stafford personally. I like Wilson over Stafford. And but Wilson, Brady, Rodgers. I wouldn't poke these guys and 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 give them extra juice or extra fuel in the off season. And that's what teams are going to be doing here. Um, they're doing it anyway. I mean, like those guys are doing it anyway. They don't need any extra motivation. I don't think they even listen. I think they just wake up and work. Like you don't guys think Brady like listens? Whoa. Rodgers doesn't listen? 
they they literally cite it when they're talking in the media. Oh, they just bring it up to let everybody know that it's out there. I don't think, I mean, Rodgers is doing his thing anyway. You know, he's working. Like mm. Brady has been working since he got drafted in the sixth round. And, you know, since he got to Michigan and was told he was never going to play. Guys like them would just work. They don't need any extra motivation. I don't think Russ needs it either. I just don't know if Russ is healthy. I mean, like, we see running backs age in mm. dog years. Like, they mm -hmm. hit 30 and then they get a step slower. Then they get 31 or what? Like, it can happen with quarterbacks, too. We saw it with some greats like Manning. Then that last year in Denver, I mean, he couldn't throw it more than 10 yards. We just saw it with Breeze a couple years ago. We saw it with Ben Roethlisberger this year. It happens like that. And those guys are all in their upper 30s, mind you. Correct. But, I mean, Russ has done a really good job of not taking shots and not taking hits. And, I mean, to me, he still looks like he keeps himself in impeccable shape. But sometimes your body just doesn't cooperate. Maybe Seattle knows. I don't know. Or they just knew it was beyond uh, irreconcilable differences. <laughs> Maybe it got to that point, right? I, I think it's a divorce. I think you're right about that. Yes, I think that's where it got. You want to throw some fuel in the fire, Farah? Ah, not really. Just <laughs> <laughs> saying hi. But, I mean, we put the clip out. Farah said it perfectly about the bet. When you said Russ was going to Denver, that automatically made it a bet, right? Where you're going to get a better number, whether it wins or loses, right. we can't control the outcome of bets. We can just continue to help people make better bets. I used to say this in a book all the time. That's what we were doing. We were trying to always give ourselves a position to be successful. And when you bet Denver at 24 to 1, because Russ might go there, I mean, before that, it was Rodgers might go there. Well, the odds now are, I mean, in some books, they're 12 to 1 today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. I told you, I thought 10. I thought it should be 10 to 1. Yeah. Well, um, I couldn't get a hold of Benson for this show today, but I had him on my podcast last night. He told me the first bet they took when they moved it on the <laughs> news, they moved it on the news, was a limit play on the no. So they went yeah, down. Fair. And then somebody said, no, they're not winning the Super Bowl. Because of and the division and because of what has to go right for them. And I I, I totally understand. First-year coach yeah. is a big thing. Like, you're going to yeah. throw two people together that have never worked together. The first-year NFL coaching job is, I mean, you went through and looked. One time it's happened. Mike Tomlin inherited a really good team and was able to ride that defense and everything else to a Super Bowl championship. It's great. It's very hard to do. I would I would definitely pump the brakes on Denver winning the Super Bowl now because they got Russell Wilson. I still think it could happen. I'm not off. I'm not off on it. <laughs> I, I still think it could happen. But Seattle now needs a quarterback. Offshore today, big odds on Drew Locke to be the starting quarterback game one for the Seattle Seahawks. Do you think they're rolling with him or do they have other plans? I think to, today they're rolling with them. What are they going to do? Draft well, the guy and then compete yeah, for the job? You could draft the kid out of Liberty. You could draft a different you, the kid out of, out, of, uh, uh, out of Pitt, Kenny Pickett's. You could, if today, I think it's today, maybe it's tomorrow, but if it goes 
where the grand jury decides to not indict Deshaun Watson. You could make a play for him. What is the price for him after right. yesterday? What is the price for Deshaun Watson? If he's indicted, it's zero because he's going to be in jail. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I mean, if, if he's indicted, he's, I mean, grand jury is the whole, okay, you can say the line, a grand jury could indict a ham sandwich. Okay, fine. But they've been investigating this for a year. If they indict him, I think it's today, if Sean Watson gets indicted for sexual assault, I don't think we see him in the NFL ever again. Right. I think he's gone. So, but if he doesn't get indicted, if they pass on it and they say, hey, we couldn't find any definitive information to ruin this guy's life. And, you know, we, we feel like it's a he said, she said and a misunderstanding and we can't criminally find him. He'll have a civil suit. Obviously, he could still John Watson getting sued civilly. He'll play in the NFL again. Hundred percent. If he gets convicted he gets if he uh, bet on the games though he wouldn't yeah seriously right <laughs> it, it, seriously right if 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 deshaun watson is indicted i don't think even if he's found to be innocent he will i don't believe he'll ever play in the nfl I'm, I'm amazed that he's even in the league now you know i mean they because they can't do anything with it yet because they don't have any all that all it is is civil it's, right yeah now. It's, it's all, the, all the it's lawsuits proof, are, are civil lawsuits which is a very low bar so but criminal different story yeah, it's a shame too because he's a he was a big talent, you know. So, so I, I'll be curious to see where, if he's available to teams like Seattle, who want to tank, but could quickly rebuild around a guy like that. Do they take the PR hit and go and say, "We'll take Deshaun Watson. We'll deal with it. You know, we'll deal with the problems." Um, are there franchises that would do it more than others? Like, because I mean, you got to be able to take the blowback in Pete Carroll at 70 years old. I think he could take the blowback. I don't think he cares. Right. He don't for sure. Right. I'm he's 70. He has a ring. He's going to, he's, yeah. he's got, well, I, I mean, I, I think ownership in Seattle, I think they, they would take it too. I mean, I think they would listen if they just wanted seems to ready made for the saints to me. Like it just seems ready made that he goes to the saints out of conference. The saints have a complete new regime turnover like if you're going to build around a guy and take a chance on him like that i think the saints would be the the landing spot more so because you know the peyton era is over the breeze era is past Jameis was there and now you can let him go and Jameis may end up in seattle uh or something like that who knows they could you know put him in that situation if I'm Seattle and I'm trying to lose or or tank or or have a gap year, whatever you want to call it, right. Drew Locke is a perfect candidate for. It. Yeah, he's minus one fifty offshore to be the game one starter for the Seattle Seahawks. Who are uh, the other options? The other options are uh, the kid from Liberty. Okay, Malik. Um, yep. Yeah, Malik at uh, plus three hundred. Okay. Plus seven hundred, if you want to jump in with. Deshaun Watson. Okay. Which I think is a little bit, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Deshaun Watson, that seems to be. So it's minus 150, Drew Locke, Malik Willis plus 500, Deshaun Watson plus 700, Geno Smith plus 800, Marcus Mariota plus 1200. Oh my God. Mitchell Trubisky plus 1200, and Jameis Winston plus 1600, Kenny Pickett plus 1600, and Matt Corral plus 1600. Garoppolo is plus 2000. Oh my goodness. What a list. I mean, 
it's fun to throw up those odds. It probably got low limits on it. Give something yeah. to talk about. We're talking about it. So that mission was accomplished um, on the books part. You don't take any action on that stuff. I mean, there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of things that can happen. Um, and you got to let your money sit for, <laughs> what is it, the week one starter? Yes, week one. So it's September, whatever, mid, mid-September. So you're going six months. That's uh, We can keep an eye on that for volatility and see how those odds move because that would be a challenging market to move because you get two bets on one guy and you got to really move everything. Right. Um, it's It's fascinating stuff to talk about. If I were to say right now, Drew Locke is going to be the starter, right? I now. would agree. Yeah, I think that that's that's very very possible. I think that we think we're going to see a, a, a burn it down year, and I think Pete Carroll at seventy years old, he must have signed on on this. Like he must have said, "Yes, this is I'm I will stay through this," <laughs> and not, and 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 ownership must have said, "Yes, we will keep you on through this," because this is going to be rough. Bobby Wagner is now a free agent. We know that teams are calling about every star on that roster and will Seattle listen. It's interesting because Washington, according to the athletic Washington offered three first round picks for Russell Wilson, Noah Fant, who I talked about. I was pumped for Noah Fant with Russ, but the reason why that Seattle took the offer from Denver and not Washington was two first round picks, two second round picks and Noah Fant. The inclusion of a first round talent like Noah Fant and we know how much Pete Carroll loves tight ends, Greg Olson and company whatever. That's why they took the offer from Denver and not Washington. Hmm. Well, <laughs> three first round picks is a hell of an offer from Washington. That's, it is. That's a it, big offer. It is, Washington. but again, you don't know what you're getting with that. And you oh, I get, take player over draft picks every damn right. time. Absolutely. Exactly. Freaking lootly. Yes. I mean, a, a talent so, of this level, a talent on, on a quarterback yeah. where you have to have this spot answered, you have no choice but to answer this. Like, right. If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a team. Yes. So now, I mean, I just saw Pete Carroll during combine week on a soundbite, say, yeah, me and Russ are together, man. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're this, we're that. Last week. Guys, everybody's, nobody's telling the truth. None of this yeah. shit is real. Like, it's lying. it's amazing yeah. to me. They're all lying. Goodness gracious. So in the wake of this, and you talked about who won the most, Green Bay being the biggest winner yesterday, which I tend to agree with. I'm wearing the Bears hat for another reason. If Which NFC team? should do the Rams deal. Which team should push all their chips to the middle of the table and say, there's a window here where I got about two teams to worry about. Essentially. I got to worry about Green Bay. I got to worry about the defending champs. But outside of that, who should go all in on a championship run this this offseason? Isn't it San Francisco? I would agree with that. I mean, they were in the NFC championship and the quarterback's probably leaving. He's out. Like, we got a young kid. Is he ready to go? I don't know. I mean, I saw it in Pittsburgh with, with Roethlisberger, but they just let him play, and they had the defense to cover the mistakes, and they they had the conference to yeah. do it. I you mean, they went 15-1. It's not happening. I'm sorry. Like, Trey Lance, the, the, the idea that this kid's going to a Super Bowl next year, uh, sorry, I'm not on board with that. Yeah. So 
it's I think it's them. I think they're closest to plugging that piece in and going, listen, we got the defense. We got we got just, you know. So who's the quarterback? Who would you go get? Well, I would have gone. I mean, you can't get Russ. Russ you can't get Russ. They'd never give you Russ. Yeah, you can't <laughs> be Russ. Russ would have been nice. Rodgers yeah. would have been nice. Yeah. So you're over two on those two big boys. Um, I mean, would it or are the bridges burned with Jimmy G? Like, isn't yeah. he the best available he option? Is, but he's the. the yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Go get Carson Wentz? Oh, maybe. Come on. Maybe I mean, that's kind of. I mean, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't want him. I'm just saying. You better know that Trey Lance can play. And I don't mean like we think like you got to have the things that were being said about Patrick Mahomes at practice during his one year, like the Trey Lance year. We're not hearing those things about Trey Lance. Like we heard all these things about like this kid is different. Mahomes is different. Like what he's doing on the practice field is incredible. We can't wait to play this kid. We weren't hearing that about Trey Lance. It was kind of like, yeah, He's all right. He's coming around. We, we I didn't even know who Trey Lance was until the draft talk started. Yeah, I mean, he was a. We didn't hear about him in college. Kid. Patrick Mahomes was amazing in college. Yeah, he you played great games. He wasn't amazing. He was okay at Texas Tech. He, he had some amazing. big games, yes, like you yes. saw flashes. Yeah, you saw flashes of big, big yardage. Yes. yes. By the way, it's seventy to thirty-four right now, Syracuse, over Florida. Thirty-four. Seventy to thirty-four with ten to play in the second half. Wow. Geez, they may hang a hundred on them. That's man, FSU wanted to go home. They did not want to be in New York. <laughs> they wanted to go home. They are 17 and 14. Most likely they'll probably decline any other, you know, NIT type bid or something. Maybe they'll keep playing, but yikes, Leonard Hamilton's a good coach. They are getting absolutely skunked. Kid just hit the backboard, didn't hit the rim on a three. Oh, yikes. Yeah, yeah. Wow, FSU. Anyway, sorry, excuse me. I didn't mean to distract you. But I I, I think it's is there I, anyone else that yes, comes bears. to your mind? Bears. Bears, bears, go, go, go all in. Like just go try to find, you know, go get Bobby Wagner. New coach. I think it takes a veteran coach or a coach that's very comfortable in the position that can, you know, withstand all the scrutiny that comes with it. Okay. I, I agree with that. But I just look at the NFC and I'm going, it is maybe, I mean, but that's a new, new coach too. I mean, the same, right. That's why same argument. Um, first first year head coach. So I, I think there's the NFC is so interesting. Cowboys just restructured two players, including Dak. So, you know, they're, they're, they're bringing back Schultz. They franchise tag their tight end, but I think they potentially could be a team that you go ahead and try to do a huge deal with and have make a run and, and, and start going and adding, but you know, they've invested in their quarterback. It's gotta be a team that's like, you know, Justin Fields is going to be the bears guy, but like, that's why I think Christian McCaffrey to the bears like just start making moves, like try to do everything you can do. If you have to sacrifice the future, so what, you know, you have a window right now. And I know Rogers is in your division. I totally understand that. But like, man, the NFC West is tough. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. But the East is a joke. The central is doable. The South is a mess right now. There's a window for an NFC team to get very to much make a big the- jump. Yeah, make a big jump into the conversation about making it to Arizona. Is it Arizona? 
Well, the Murray thing, you see Kyler Murray put all of his pictures back up with the Cardinals yesterday after the Rodgers and in, in Wilson trades went no, down. I 100% do not follow, follow so, Kyler Murray. So Kyler Murray, I saw the news report on it. So Kyler Murray put everything back as it was <laughs> because it was like, oh shit, I'm not going anywhere. Like literally, you probably see that in his head going like, ah, son of a bitch like it's, it's one of those deals where, where where it's like you know like you wanted to date the girl and then the girl all of a sudden like you know she goes and either like gets engaged or something and it's like oh no she's engaged hey honey i love you like you you go running back to your cart and you're just like I, everything i was saying i'm really sorry like that was not the case like um can we like make, make the work it's oh so that divorce is not on its way yet, but it's definitely interesting to see Murray now trying to smooth over and being like, so about that contract extension, um, <laughs> what, are, maybe we got a little, we got a little deal we could make here, a little, <laughs> little wiggle room. Maybe I'm not going to be so adamant about how much money I want to make. Right. So oh, I don't, boy. you got to fix that problem first before you can go all in on it. But in, in some ways the Cardinals already did with JJ Watt and Hopkins and, They've already, I mean, those bills are coming due. That's why they're so concerned about the Murray situation because if Murray wants to be extended and make $50 million a year, they've got problems. Cardinals Cardinals will have problems. That can go bad so fast. Yep. 100%. 24-year-old prima donna quarterback who (sighs) wants to get paid playing with guys who are not going to put up with it. It can splinter the locker room quick. Bad. Quick, but their season wins could be six or it could be twelve. It's, it's it could go either way. It's teetering on the edge right now. Eighty-one forty-one. It's a forty-point game. Eighty-one forty-one. Eighty-one forty-one. They're up forty with seven to play in the second half. Boy. Yeah, they're hanging a hundred easy, but like one ten. 115, like what are they hanging on this Florida State team today? Oh, boy, that is something. All right, so Bellarmine wins yesterday. Congratulations, Bellarmine. Good call by you on that. I saw a couple people follow you on your deciding to bet that, or book that rather, because I had plus three. So you took the, uh, the home team. Home team gets the W. And their season's over. And their season's over. Jacksonville State will go to the dance. There is a current bill in place that would eliminate this wait period, that if you go to become a D1 school, you don't have to wait four years this time. You'd wait two years, which would make Bellarmine eligible next year as their third year to get in. But isn't this kind of a tough pill to swallow that you win your conference tournament and you're not going to the dance? Hell yeah. I ain't even involved, and I was, I was like, I was like, that ain't, that's not fair. You know how much work yeah. goes in to just taking that step from the school, from the coaching staff, from the kids, from the whole thing, mm. and then they go and they they do it. They actually do it, and you're told before you you guys can go play, don't matter. Because you can't go play in the big dance, you can't go. You you don't get to go to the tournament, even though you have done everything that's required of a team to go to the tournament. Yes, it's a bitter pill to swallow. It's 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 it needs to be changed. Like yeah, these are sucks. things that we see where what benefit now nowadays 
does it have in this four year waiting period? Like you can't even get the kids to go to the school because when they get there to freshman year, mm. they're never going to be eligible. Mm. You need to have you selling a dream and you're giving these kids a goal to work for mm. in two years. We're going to be D one come to school here. Now fight through the muck, embrace the suck, all the stuff you got to do to get to the, to the, to the goal. Like as the coach and as the school, how do you get kids to go there? They got kids to go there. They did the thing. They were favored in the game and they end up winning and covering, you know, betting, but they won the tournament. And it's like, Hey, Jacksonville state, shout us out when you get there, please. Right. Like they They're should come out in Bellarmine warmups. Aren't they a fade? Jacksonville state should be a fade in the dance. They don't deserve to be there. They got bounced in their conference tournament. They're going to they're going to get them? they're going to be a 14-15 seed easy. No one's going to bet them. They'll probably cover the spread. <laughs> no one's going to bet them at all. Nobody. That's going to be a inflated line probably, yeah. That's going to be a 90-10. It's going to be a 90-10 where you know bet against yeah. and and we'll probably be on the dog. I, I I'll be looking to bet them in that situation because those are the ones you just sit and you just go, "Man, it can't be this easy." Sometimes it is. Sometimes those win, you know, for the people that have around the 90%, but that line will be 100% yeah. two to four points higher than it should be. <laughs> yeah, just because they, they're not supposed to be there. And so if they do pass that new law, Bellarmine will be available next year to play for the dance. So hopefully the NCAA realizes that that's really a, a wrong. They've got a right. They should just, I don't know. I mean, I, I get the idea that like they don't want to pay them. Like that they're, they're trying to make it difficult for teams that are in D2. If they go to D1, that there's a waiting period that you can't just like jump right to it to right. make the money. Cause you go to D1 to make the money. Yes. You get invited to a conference, you get a share, which is basically like $250,000 that goes to the conference for every win you get in the dance. And then they break that up amongst the conferences. So every win is basically worth like 50 grand. And if a team goes deep into the dance and it's every year that they pay that share, I think over four years. I think oh, it is. Wow. Yeah. It's like once you ever, every NCAA tournament win, it's worked like to each school, it's worth like $200,000. So it's, it's incredibly Ooh. significant. It's a $7 billion deal. I mean, that's what they pay. CBS pays for it. So that's why like when. Did you say billion with a B? Yeah. Man, oh man, there's so much money involved. Oh yeah, seven billion. So you have this deal where every school, like when the Valley had Loyola go to the Final Four, oh, like they get they will live on that for years. Like that is payment on payment on payment for years when you make a run like that. And that's why all the big boys, you know, when you have an ACC like a Duke or you've got a Gonzaga, like the West Coast Conference is just banking money because of Gonzaga like just putting money away because they're mm. going deep every single year. Mm. So you go on a one year run. That's great. Like a George Mason for the CAA helped them for a couple of years and the money ran out and then everybody, everybody started leaving. Right. Well, now you've got Gonzaga in the West coast conference and Mark few just passed. Uh, who did he, he just became the all time winner of automatic bids in NCAA history with 16. Auto oh, bids. Wow with that win for Gonzaga. So 16 times they've gone to the NCAA tournament and sometimes they go all the way to the final game 
they win five games. So you get five shares every year. And it's just like more and more money coming in. Gonzaga is a cash cow for the West Coast Conference. It's ridiculous. The end game right now for the Syracuse Florida State game is 34 and a half. Oh, I was close. 34 and a half. 34 and a half. They keep flipping it between 34 and a half and 35 and a half and moving the juice. The total, believe it or not, it closed 144 and a half, say. We'll yeah. call that the consensus line. Game, yeah, makes sense. The in-game the line right now is 147 and a half with a team scoring that amount of points. That's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> so for the next six, seven minutes, I don't think Florida State's going to score very much. Well, we're at, we're at 125 right now, right? Yeah. Six and a half minutes. 20 one, points in six and a half minutes is not a lot. 147 and a half, 148 and a half under minus 130 right now. Wow. That's interesting. The under is juiced. Yeah. Man, they think I've, they think Florida State can't score at all. <laughs> wow. Yep. How about that? So, uh, Dave, another day, another pro player, NBA player, NFL player getting involved with not gambling per se, but did you see Kevin Durant's tweet yesterday? I only saw it when you posted it. I mean, right. tell the people what you posted because, uh, you know, I, I saw well, it I just, after I, that. I, I was like, oh, emoji. boy, we're going to talk about this tomorrow. Yeah, I just posted an emoji. But Kevin Durant, <laughs> a guy tweeted at Kevin Durant because he blew a parlay. Yeah. So Kevin Durant's tweet at, at the dude says, when them parlays don't hit, this is for years of slander for NBA player for, and from NBA fans. I'm grateful I have this much power now. <laughs> Do we really want players acknowledging this? Nope. This is I not, don't. This is not a smart tweet from Kevin Durant. Okay. Nope. I get the I get the rabbit ears. <laughs> I get the fact that he's on Twitter maybe more than anybody else. We know he's got multiple burner accounts. Like we, we we know what this dude is about. We know he <laughs> likes the attention. But come on, man. Ugh. Like this is yikes. Like, I mean. I go so, back to the what did you think was going to happen? I well, mean, the, the guy who tweeted it, it's the Mr. Marcus. He is, according, according to his his. Uh, Twitter bio. He's a retired nationwide radio personality. Okay. Don't know, don't know who he is. Right. Verified because of radio. Yep. Hashtag gambling Twitter. Oh, yeah. So he's got 33,000 followers. Oh, boy. Okay. On this. Okay. So he's got a lot of followers on yep. this. And the reason why Durant saw this is because the dude's verified. So, like, Annie, when we're talking to Andy Agar at the Super Super Bowl, Bowl. and we asked her about like her Twitter handle and like how many, you know, notifications does she get? And she said, well, when you get to a certain level of followers, they only show you the notifications that come from verified people. Right. So little, little blue checkmark people get to see their stuff get posted more. That pisses off content producers all the time, but different topic, different day. Right. So this guy's verified. So this is why Durant saw the tweet at him about him blowing his parlay. And so it's, it's really interesting that Durant responded to this because he said, I want Kevin Durant prosecuted immediately after the game. Cause Kevin Durant blew a parlay where he had over two and a half made threes for the game. 
and Durant hit two. So it blew his parlay until Durant responded. Ah, shit. Dave froze. Oh, no. Frozen Dave. <laughs> I thought Dave, I thought he was just enthralled with our conversation. <laughs> but, and he'll, he'll come back on here in a second. But yeah, I just think it's dangerous for anybody who is, oh, we're back. There we go. Quick and easy. We got to swap, we have to swap you out though, because yeah. Frozen Dave is still there, but non Frozen Dave is now back into the conversation. Uh, I, I just, I'm annoyed that this might become a thing now where we start to have these conversations about players and they're acknowledging gambling. I don't need separation of church and state the way we used to have it, but I don't, I would rather these guys just play the game and not worry about the gambling implications to their performances. And Durant clearly cares about the, about the gambling. Are you, is, is his mic live, Matt? I can hear him, but no. Okay, hold on, Dave. We'll put you. We, we just gotta ed, get get you back up here so your mic can be hot because I can hear you, but I don't think the audience can hear you. So, um, so you're in my you're in my my ears, but not the audience's ears. It, it's a frustration that I think a lot of people are gonna have, and we're gonna have to deal with. Okay, now we're back. We're back. Yeah. We're back now. Now we got you. Okay. So, as the book, how do you feel about NBA players acknowledging the elephant in the room? It's annoying. Oh yeah. man, I have a, a deep echo in my ear. Me too. Okay. Just roll with it. All right. Until we um, there we go. Farah's on it. Um, I don't want to. I, I listen. Uh, I mean, it started with the fantasy. Mm. You know, and guys were talking about, oh, you know, sorry I didn't score two touchdowns for you know all my people that had me in the lineup and this and that. It was cute. It was like, all right. Nobody really cares about all that stuff. Nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to hear it acknowledged. I don't ever want to hear post game about, you know, oh man. Oh, could you imagine? No, no. I mean, I can't imagine anything. There's no lines anymore. Well, I've had, no- this, I, I've had this debate. How do you feel about this? Can a media member ask a question about betting in, in a press conference now? So I was at game four of the NLDS Dodgers and Padres or mm-hmm. Dodgers and Giants, I mean. And um, who's the manager of the Dodgers? I can't think of his name right now. Oh, you don't. Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts is there. And I'm in the post game. I'm in the press room. And he's talking about being an underdog. And I'm like, I almost said. No, you're not. Dave. Dave, you're not just to let you know <laughs> you're not you haven't been an underdog but all like year. six times all season you've been a favorite every every game you played and yes you're gonna go to san francisco for game five and it's gonna pick them game it's not right it's it's not even you're not an underdog so does that factor into you you know i and i was this close and i was looked around and i was like there's not a person in this room that knows or even is going to understand what I'm going to ask. And it's, it's not about me, so I'm not going to ask it. So I did not. Man, if you would ask that question, dude, do you know what would have happened? They may have ripped your credential. Of course. That's why they, I didn't ask the question. Yeah, that was smart. Because that, I mean, it would have been, you would have gone viral. I mean, you would have been, your of name course. would have been everywhere. Yeah. But it would have burned a bridge to MLB. So I don't, I mean, I was smart. No ask for you on that. I wouldn't have done it because the, the reward doesn't pay off. 
what you would have, I think you're going to have a longer run, obviously. But that question, I've always been, I'm like, when do we get that first question? The first media member to ask that question. One, their career might be over. But two, it could start an av, an, an, an avalanche is the wrong word, but a, they could, they could normalize it. So that question would not be off, off the board. It would be. Well, that's going to happen, isn't it? There's going to be people in the space that are up and coming 24 years old. They don't really know any different. They don't, it's normal to them. Like it's going to get to the point. Nobody wore helmets in hockey until they started making the juniors kids start wearing helmets. And then by the time it got to those kids became NHL players, everybody had to wear helmets. They put a helmet rule in mm. the old guys were grandfathered in. You saw mm. a couple guys and then now everybody wears helmets in it. And a lot of guys wear shields. Gambling talk is going to become normal for the mainstream media, despite the fact there's going to be people like us that have been talking about it, like me, my whole life, you the last 20 years, whatever it is. Um, and someone's going to ask that question to someone who doesn't think it's normal, and it's going to create that immediate viral soundbite clip. But guys have been asked about this stuff before in a different way. Now you can directly go, Look at the odds. You're, you're you're not an underdog, or you know, hey, you guys, the the totals in your games have been really high because your offense is really hitting. Yeah, how can you explain that, that? Yeah, now that I think about it, if you you could have actually asked that question in a certain way, if you had said, Dave, Las Vegas hasn't had you guys as an under as an underdog for a while. Yeah, how does a coach sell a team that on paper? the analytics are saying that you're not an underdog, right. but you're saying you are. And then so, they go, Oh, well, we don't, we don't pay any attention to that. Right. Stuff. Yes. You know, right. That's, exactly. You know, I already knew the answer when I was right. formulating the right. question in my head. I was like, I already know what he's going to say. He's going to slough it off and it's not going to be that big of a deal. But I was like, nah, it's not the time or place. But if you had asked it as time. Dave, you had not been, you have not been a betting underdog in this entire series. Did you know that? Yeah, <laughs> that's been different... like, man, who who are you? What are you talking about? <laughs> that's that's Yahoo. where get this Yahoo out of here. Like that yeah. would be that would be a problematic thing if that's what happened. If that's how you asked it, so I guess there is a way of asking it where it would have been you could avoid it and sidestep it, or there could be like a gun to your head type moment of like, get this dude away from me. Like this question is not appropriate. I, type of thing. I had Matthew Barnaby on my podcast. I directly asked him that question. Because now he's a gambling ambassador for Bet99 up in Canada. He's giving out picks. He's doing all this stuff. Wow. And I'm like, when you were playing, did you look at this stuff? You know, because, I mean, on the planes, they play cards. Yeah. They, you know, they gamble. When they go to cities with casinos, they would go play poker. I mean, he, would do, he did all this stuff. He talked about sitting on the bench and playing blackjack with the scoreboard. Depending on the last two numbers of when the, the pause of play stopped, that was your card. So if it was 15, this guy had 15. And then the next pause of play, this is what the fourth line guys did. It's a tremendous story. We told literally just openly told the story on the podcast. And I was like, did you guys look at the odds? He's like two guys in the room. Two guys in the room cared about it. Nobody, nobody cared because two guys out of 20 is 10%, right? Still pretty good. It's still enough. It's, two, dude, it, two dudes knowing, two dudes paying attention is enough in a lot of ways. Yeah, but that's what I mean. That's the percentage of people that gamble, right? I mean, on sports is is about ten percent of the population. When you really look at the numbers, it's it's maybe growing, but again, just take our lives for example. 
I mean, just look at the people in our lives. I mean, I live with a bunch of people here. No, not one of them cares. They care, but they don't consume right. it daily. Actually going best. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's so, talking points, which makes which makes sense. I don't want players answering those questions after the games. I don't know about you. I don't. I don't. No, I don't. I, that's my separation, church and state. I just play the game. Okay, let us predict what's going to happen. Don't apologize for your performance to betters or to DFS players or to fantasy whatever. Play the game. Like, well, do you think that it's crossing a line for betters to even provoke, like, and and, and tweet at yeah. guys like that? Clown! If you tweet at a Thank player. You. If you tweet at a player for not doing what you bet and you're mad at that player and you at them, at whoever, at Kevin Durant, whatever you want to do, you're a clown. Like, Simple. stop it. Don't tweet at coaches. Don't tweet at players. Like, stop it. Like, you're embarrassing yourself. Like, it's, you can go and say something like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it, write his name. If he goes and searches his name and he finds out and he responds to that, well, that's on the player, Right. But if you at the guy with the full intention of him seeing it or hoping that he's going to see it, come on now, stop it. It's just nonsense. Like it's a million things that could have happened that led to him hitting that number or not hitting that number. And it's just the way games go. It's we're trying to predict the future and we're well, wrong. And that's lot. where, I mean, like when we get into colleges and oh, things it's even like worse. that, it's, it's terrible. Well, okay. Great segue. Cause I was going to bring this up. Did you see what FanDuel and DraftKings did today? Nope. First time ever player props on college basketball tournaments. Ooh. <laughs> college basketball player props are now available at DraftKings and Vandal. Like for individual games? Like I can bet number 12 for Syracuse how many points this dude's going to score today. Oh, they've been doing that for months. When? Vandal's been doing it for months. We've been talking about it on... On in-game life. They've been doing college basketball player props. Yep. Wow. I never noticed it till yep. today. Yep. That's insane to me. Yep. That's college basketball conference tournament player props. That is like a, yes. And they, those kids are going to get a lot. The kids are going are to get the same tweets that Durant got. They started this in conference play. Like we've been talking about Timmy mm. and Chet for Gonzaga. Because the books aren't adjusting the numbers, just like we're talking about someone with the pro ones or like the bet prep ones. We'll we talk about every day. Yeah, we've been talking about how I I don't understand. Like they're putting up a number, and they're not adjusting it. And like you can see the Chet's number that he started with, Holmgren for for Gonzaga has been a monster. Like he he he'll have a game or two where he's under ten points, but for the longest time his total was ten and a half, and I was like. It was over that every night. Like, is mm. nobody betting that? Is that why they just, they import the numbers, they take the averages and put it in there, they slide the juice up and put it up. And now, with conference tournaments going on, handled in that stuff is going to go up, I would think, and they're going to go, whoa, 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 what's happening? And that's why, you know, the gambling community and people that actually know this stuff are going, I can't bet it. You guys keep putting it up and I get limited. And that's why people are getting upset because mm. you, as a book, I mean, it's very ambitious to put up more markets, but if you're putting them up just for show, you're better off not putting them up at all. Yeah. Cause it frustrates the customer. Yeah. Which makes complete. I mean, that makes total sense to me. I mean, I'd be furious too. If you would get in there and you're like, why can't I bet this? Why can't I bet this? 
and you're not able to bet it (laughs) because you're not allowed to bet it. It's extraordinarily frustrating. So you've got a uh, 94, 57, now a three, 96, 57, (laughs) two now. It's a 40 point win for Syracuse here. You said the live total was what now? We're at one was was 149 or 153 now. Oh my, Carson Wentz. We said it. There we go. We Dave, we asked for it and we got it. Do you know what? Have you seen it yet? Please, I'm hoping it's not Pittsburgh. Please. Carson Wentz to the Washington Commanders. Trade done. Told <laughs> uh, you the NFC East is the gift that keeps on giving for content. That's fantastic. I like it for them, though. I like really? it. Yes. I mean, look, they need a quarterback. I don't think Wentz is the but Wentz gets to go to Philly now. Wentz gets to go and play Philly tw- twice a year. They're playing Philly. How much fun are Washington Commander games going to be in Philadelphia now? The content is just never ends. <laughs> Unbelievable. Matt, that echo is back on Dave, though. I don't know if we're playing with sound clips or not, but I got Matt. I got Dave Max Hegdrumming in my head. I think that's amazing. Now, predict what do you think the offer was? Huh. Um, two first round draft choices? Oh, a my first. Gosh. A first and a second? I mean, he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. It has to be a first-round draft choice, no? The Colts are drafting a quarterback then, huh? Who's playing uh, quarterback? For, who's playing quarterback for Indy next year? Yet to be determined. Man, know. that experiment did not go well. Because <laughs> they, they gave a first-round pick or two first-round picks. Was it one or two? I don't know. He gave at least one to get him. Yes. I, I, I thought it was like a one and could turn into another one, right? Depending on how many snaps oh, he took. Oh, a contingent one. I think it was. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So it's a package of picks that include two third round picks. <laughs> two third round picks? Yeah. Washington's taking Carson Wentz full contract and they're giving up two third round picks for Carson Wentz. <laughs> Oh, boy. The NFL is so fun. If you're it's a so Commander fun. fan, are you excited about this move? Carson Wentz was due $28 million next year, including a $5 million roster bonus next week. The Commanders are taking on all of it. That's why they wanted out. They wanted the cap flexibility. They didn't want wow. $28 million. The <laughs> package, two third-round picks for Carson Wentz. Washington. All right, so I I was going to do this uh, with Seattle and Chicago, but let's do this with Washington. Uh, Their schedule for 2022 (laughs) coming up here. And so we can do do this on the fly. I'm scrolling right now to find their odds to win the Super Bowl. Washington Commanders, they didn't even put the W on the logo on Fandle. (laughs) 50 to 1 right now. Them yeah. signing Carson Wentz moves the number to 50 to one. Right <laughs> I'm say 45 to one. <laughs> it might move it to 60 to be. So, let, so let's let's set the win total here now with the commander's new quarterback. Okay. So the home games for Washington. Okay. Atlanta, Cleveland, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Minnesota, Green Bay, Philadelphia, Giants, 
Cowboys. Oh boy, that's bad for them. Their road games are at Chicago, at Dallas, at Detroit, at Houston, at Indianapolis. <laughs> again. Oh, ready is, made again. What is the league? This league is psychotic how they do this. This is almost orchestrated. So we have Russell Wilson going back to Seattle now with his new team with Denver. And we have Carson Wentz going back to Indianapolis with his new team and he, and going to Philadelphia. So Wentz will play on the road against both teams he played for over the last three years. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. After not beating Jacksonville the last week of the season to get Indianapolis into the playoffs (laughs) at the Giants, at the jets, at the 49ers. What's the win total for the Washington commanders? I mean, six, six and a half. Uh, first number that came into my head was six. Not going to okay. lie. Just doing that. Um, sounded like two road wins. And maybe <sighs> Detroit and Houston. Five. You better beat Detroit and Houston. That Those were the two that I heard that I yep. was like, okay. And then you said at the Jets too? Nope. The road games are at San Francisco, Philadelphia, New York, Indy, Houston, Detroit, Dallas, Chicago. Ooh. Man, Atlanta at home should be a win. Jacksonville at home should be a win. But Giants, I guess, at home, maybe. Maybe. Cowboy games are tough, maybe. No. Philly, no. They probably put six and a half. I I project a six and a half win total for Washington. That's what I would project. It was probably six and a half before the Wentz signing. That's the bad part. (laughs) It's it's no different. (laughs) No different. I mean, how much more different could it be? What was Heineke? I liked him. He was just, he's a serviceable Oh, Jimmy G to the Colts. Oh, bam. That's the rumor now. It's that they're going after Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you like that? That makes perfect sense. Yes. It does? Yes. With Frank Reich, makes perfect sense. Yep. So they must know they're going to get Garoppolo. If they're giving up Wentz, so they must know they've got their second guy. The new oh quarterback. Wentz to the Colts. Running Wentz game. to the Commanders. Wentz to the Commanders. Jimmy G to the Colts. Yeah. Jeez. The Colts could make a move in that division. I mean, it's, you know, the I mean, it's garbage Houston division. and Jacksonville were such a yeah, mess. The garbage that all, all they have to do is, is win, you know, but the Titans are still there. So you got to be, you know. Yeah, they got to win four or five games and then out of the split. division and then win five of the other 11. And you get 10 wins and you're in the playoff discussion. Yeah, definitely. You're not going mean, to do anything in the playoffs, but you're in the discussion. <laughs> well, at this point, as, as a team, I, I always used to say it in Pittsburgh, like you have to win your division first. Okay, so they're competing against Tennessee. Now, that's a tough ask, but they can compete. I mean, they need a quarterback now, obviously, but they competed last year with Wentz. Okay, so now how do we get – if we can't win the division, how do we get to the playoffs? We win 10 games. Mm -hmm. 10, you have to win. I think now you have to win 11 in the AFC. The AFC, who doesn't make the playoffs of the AFC West teams? They all can't make it, but three can. Now what? For the rest of the AFC, 
There's one spot. There's one spot. <sighs> That's tough. Yeah, good team's not going to make it. That's yes. True. Yeah, yes. that's true. Man so, alive. I mean, you know, the AFC North is 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 now really interesting. Like which team comes out? I mean, you have to win your division to assure that you get a spot. Mhm. Because I mean, the AFC West unless they beat each other up and nobody goes 4 and 2, if they all go 3 and 3, maybe one team goes 4 and 2, the team that wins the division and they take away wins, okay, maybe a 10-team win can get in. I think it's going to take 11 to get in in the AFC. I mean, you have the spots. Go through the divisions right now. The winner of the AFC North, we don't know who it is, but they're in. Buffalo wins the AFC East, likely, but the Patriots are right there. Well, the let's Dolphins just take, could turn around Let's quick. just take last year, for instance, right? So go Buffalo, Bengals, Titans, Chiefs, okay? Just take Buffalo's, those. Buffalo, Bengals, Titans, Chiefs. Almost all back in. Yeah, so well, just, just, just take those four and let's put them in. Okay. So now you've got three spots left. You have three wildcard spots to get in. Patriots went 10 and 7 last year and got one of them. You've got the Colts, who went 9 and 8 last year. Pittsburgh went 9, 7, and 1 last year. Vegas went 10 and 7 and got in. Chargers went 9 and 8 last year. Browns went 8 and 9 last year. Dolphins went 9 and 8 last year. Yeah. So you're putting the Colts in at what? 10 and seven. Is that good enough for the Colts to get in? It, it was last year. 10 and seven was enough to get in last 10 year. 10 and seven. You have to go 10 and seven to be in the discussion. I think yeah. 10 and seven is going to be a tiebreaker. There's going to be a 10 and 17. There could be a 10 and 17 that does not get in. Well, the Raiders, right? I mean, the, 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 that was the Chargers and Raiders game, but they, they had tied, both got in. Right. And unfortunately for them, they, they had a coach who didn't want to charge. Well, didn't want to get the tie. I believe he called so the timeouts, <laughs> so he didn't get in. So Chargers at nine and eight are going to be in the conversation. Clearly, Raiders won four games in a row to get in. Are they going to do that again? I don't know. Patriots at ten and seven, who kind of fell on their face down the stretch. You think they're going to bounce back and play better? They were eight and four against the conference last year. They had a better conference record than the Bills did last year, and. Their problem was they went three and three against the division and the Bills went five and one. That was the difference. And the Patriots were four and five at home last year. That won't happen again. They won't have a losing record in Foxborough next year. So it's going to be wild. I mean, what does Pittsburgh look like? What does Cleveland look like? You got to assume oh. Baltimore's not going eight and nine again. I mean, that's nope. not, they're not going to have the division, that kind of the injuries that they did or go one in five in the division like they did. They lost their last six games on the way out. That's not going to happen. One in five, they finished in the division. Yeah, <laughs> and we're still nine and eight. Eight and eight and nine. Eight and nine, they finished. Wow. But still, right? I mean, one in five in the north, and they—I mean—they went five and seven in the conference, and one in five against the division. That's not happening again. So, whew, look out, <laughs> man. It is something. The AFC, who to make the playoffs is going to be a fun conversation right now. There are so many good teams. There are a couple of good teams who would be left out outside looking in. Yes. It's going to, those are fun prices to make. The, the yes, no's on making the playoffs. When the schedule comes out, you go through it and make those. And you have to make, you know, you start with who you think is going to win a division, make their price first, and then, okay, so then can they make the playoffs if they make the division? So their price, yes, has to be a little bit higher or lower, whatever. Um, it's a fascinating study, and then it's a sharp market to open 
And then it becomes a fan market and it becomes a narrative market. And it's going to be super interesting in the AFC because I think now with Russ there, it opens the door. Well, how can Denver not make the playoffs? I mean, they're they're the third favorite to win the Super Bowl. So their yes price is going to be huge no. Mm. Well, okay. Are they going to win the division? Well, what does that make Kansas City then? Well, they're the other co-favorite in the AFC. So their yes no's are really yes is, is super minus. And then well, okay, does that just eliminate the Chargers? Now you take money on the Chargers, you know, no, because there's may not be a spot for them. It's awesome. It's so much fun to mm. move those things and come up with those numbers. Um, I think you'll have more betting on those than you would in years past because the door's open to a lot of teams. So Dallas went 12 and five last year, six and zero in the division in the NFC East ran the, <laughs> ran the table. Washington went seven and 10 and two and four in the division, six and six in the conference. Cowboys went 10 and two against the conference last year. Conference sucked, but they beat bad teams. They did not play well against quality teams. And that's why Dallas didn't have the year that they wanted to have. Philadelphia is nine and eight. They went three and three in the division, seven and five in the conference. Mm. Giants are going to make a run for Mitch Trubisky at four and 13. Are they really? Yeah. They want, they want Mitch, they want Mitch Trubisky to be their quarterback. To be the starter or to compete for the job? To be the starter. The Daniel Jones thing is done? Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's going to be, they're going to bring him in, I guess, to compete with Daniel Jones. But the, the opinion is, they're, they're bringing in Mitchell Trubisky. The opinion is that he'll be he'll beat him out. He'll beat out Daniel Jones. And he'll be your starting quarterback. So... <laughs> that so division, Dallas is the other team that, you know, I mean, they kind of did go all in, but now they, I mean, the opportunity for them again, to win more than 10 games is going to be there. Yes. Um, you know, they have the quarterback. So what's what do t- they go get? What's Tampa Bay's win total next year? Oh, my gosh. Nine? Add, add that to the million reasons why I'm glad I'm not in a risk group. <laughs> <laughs> Try to come up with that number right now? Are you kidding me? That's, yeah, that's, that's going to be one of the hardest numbers to make. Right, because you don't know what. Because if Brady walks back in, not that he's going to, but if he did – Everything like look out. <laughs> oh, changes People, everything. Yeah, you you have a real problem. But they went but thirteen. Their fall could be like uh, uh, yes, uh, five and an twelve. Anchor going to the yep. bottom of the ocean. And I think they want to go to the. I think if Brady is not coming back, I think they are going to probably do that. I mean, they Tampa going and getting Jameis Winston makes too much sense. But I don't know if Jameis will want to go back there. But that's the move if you're Tampa. If you want to try to contend, go get Winston. Go pay him, and. Saints are nine and eight. We're nine and eight last year. You know, they're three and five at home, which is a really wonky deal. You don't expect them to, you know, with that Superdome crowd to be, have a losing record, but they did not play well against the division at home. They were four and two against the division overall, but a couple of losses to Tampa uh, and to Atlanta, I think as well. Atlanta, seven and 10. They're not doing anything. Calvin Ridley's gone. Five and 12, Carolina. They're going to trade Christian McCaffrey. So they're going down. We, we, who knows what they're going to wind up doing. <sighs> And so, like that division's wide open. Green Bay at thirteen and four. Vikings were eight and nine. Bears were six and eleven. Lions were three and thirteen. You expect them to be maybe a six-win team next year, and they were oh eight and one on the road last year. The Lions, so they got to improve <laughs> that <laughs> desperately. 
but they got three wins all at home. So, I mean, they go 500 at home next year and then win and win a couple of road games and they'll get to six wins. And then you get the West, which is 12 and five Rams, 11 and six Cardinals, 10 and seven 49ers and the seven and 10 Seahawks are probably going to be a four win team next year. So they're four and 13. So they're across them off the list, but then you go San Francisco. What do they wind up going into? Like, and then the Cardinals, what are they, I mean, if I'm the Cardinals, I think back to our point about how they should do it. Like the Cardinals should be the team that I would look to add. Like go try to find somebody who can be a difference maker for you. Um, where though? What position? <sighs> Defensive end. Pass rusher. Just tell JJ Watt. Thanks for coming. Well, JJ's now he's an inside run stopping guy. He doesn't, I mean, JJ Carson, I mean, Chandler Jones is the guy that's supposed to be your, you know, you're, you're getting after the quarterback and he was good till he got hurt. Right. And then, oh, how about that? Rapport's reporting the Broncos were the only team that Russell Wilson would waive the no trade clause for. So he wouldn't go to Washington. Smart man. So Washington offered multiple first round picks and he's like, peace. I'm not going there. I'm good. So the Broncos were the only team he wanted to go to. So, wow. There you go. Yeah, I agree. Smart man. Like, why would you, even though he's going into a hornet's nest in the West? Yeah. Man. Carson Wentz is a commander, and the Indianapolis Colts now need a quarterback. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I mean, but when you look at the NFC West, like they had three teams in the playoffs last year, right? Yep. That's the AFC West this year. I agree. Looks like, right? Yep. And now, what team didn't make the playoffs in the NFC that was good? There wasn't really one. No. They all had losing records in the Central. Yeah. Um, Philly got in, right, and got housed. But they were the team. They were the other team, right, in the NFC East that got in. Ah, here, here are here, here's the trade. Twenty twenty two third round pick. Okay. Twenty twenty three third round pick that could flip to a second if Wentz plays 70% of the plays and a 2022 second round pick commanders get Carson Wentz and a 2022 second round pick. So they're, they're flipping their second round picks this year. Mm -hmm. Third round pick next year becomes a second. If Wentz plays 70% of the snaps and then, so basically it's swapping of second round picks third round pick this year, third round pick next year with the potential to become a second round pick. If Wentz is the starter for 70% of the time. And now Rappaport's reporting the Panthers are interested in Deshaun Watson again. They've been after him for a long time. They really want Deshaun Watson. We thought Miami was going to be the site, but Watson's they've been eyeing him for a long time. And maybe they're offering McCaffrey. I said this on my radio show. This is how long we've been talking about this. I said on my radio show that if I were the Panthers, I would be offering Christian McCaffrey for Deshaun Watson. I would say, look, you guys need a star. You need a way to save face. Give us your quarterback. We'll take Christian McCaffrey. Wowza. Like if he can play, if Watson's able to play in the NFL, he has to. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously the legal stuff has got to be worked its way out. But if he's able right. to play in the NFL, I think you go and say McCaffrey and a second round pick, will, and we take Watson. Who I don't know if I would do that trade. Really? Who from the for who the 
Texans? I don't, I wouldn't do it. No, I wouldn't do it if I was the Panthers. Really? I mean, I have to know he's playing. Of course. The the, the, the caveat if, is legal. The, the legal criminal stuff is off the table. Civilly, it's going to go on for decades. Like that's going to be just, he's never getting away from that. Unless he starts writing really big checks. But criminally now, he's away from the criminal right. side of the case. He can play in the NFL. He may get a four-game suspension for conduct detrimental, right? They, they'll give him yeah. something. But would you do it? That's a tough one. I, I mean, I know what I got McCaffrey. I can go get a, a, a – I don't know. I mean, apparently, you know, the NFL, the running backs have become – like the forgotten about position. They mm-hmm. just don't need one to survive. You need a quarterback to actually win games. So mm-hmm. um, they've, they've lessened the impact of a running back in the NFL. Now it's, it's, it's been happening for years. Look what, I mean, Saquon Barkley's being shopped around. Like he was the number two choice and they've been burying him for taking him the second that they announced it. They're like, what? I buried him too. It was yeah. stupid, it was a stupid I mean, pick. Just dumb just, pick. Yeah, it just didn't make any sense. So um maybe it wouldn't be a bad deal for both sides. I I just don't know if I would do it. I think the Panthers win the deal. If that gets done, they win. But the Texans have no choice. Right. Texans Texans have already said this guy will never wear a uniform ever again. So like it's tough. <laughs> it's very, very tough for them. Well, that's crazy because now you see the market for a serviceable NFL quarterback in Wentz? versus yeah versus a Hall of Fame NFL quarterback. Big difference. Big difference. Big difference. <laughs> There's a monumental, large difference between yeah. the two as to what you're willing to give up and what you're willing to do. So, yikes. Yep. Obviously, more breaking news during the show. There you go. Uh, okay. A couple of quick ones before we get to the small conference tournament picks yep. here tonight, we've got the suns catching four and a half. It was five. It's four and a half now on the road at the heat bookers playing tonight. He's back off the COVID list. You like the heat tonight at home laying four and a half, five, like the suns on the road catching four and a half or five. He's definitely playing. He's cleared to play. Wow. Well, that's why I mean, the number dropped a half a point because on the it's news. painted four right now. Okay, now it's four, so it's down a whole point now because Booker's going to play. This is uh, if the season ended today, this would be a NBA Finals preview, mm-hmm. number one seats. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good game. Should be a good game. I don't know who I like to be perfectly honest. I'm looking at this right now, and I it's just, it's just numbers perfect, like because it's short enough that I want to lay it but it's enough that I would want to take it. I think unders the play. Ooh. I think so thinking unders the play, I would lean dog mm. initially, mm. but you know, we've talked about this many times. I, it, there's there's going to be an opportunity in game to take the Suns mm. plus more than four. Mm. So I don't know if I'm doing myself any favors there. Um, but the Suns can win the game. Give me the Suns' best team in basketball with their best player coming back, getting four mm-hmm. points. Eh, seems like the right side, but again, they're I think motivated, under better right? play. Suns are motivated. Having Booker back. Eh. Leaking oil a little bit. Yeah, a couple losses. But again, their one seed is is set. They're playing for the NBA overall home court. 
those guys aren't being caught. They they just need to win the games against the bad teams and like hold home court the rest of the way. They're going to be the one seed. You know, so now they just have to make sure they have a better record than the Eastern Conference one seed, which this would be right right now. Mm-hmm. So yep. I mean, you don't got to worry about them, you know, laying out today and not playing mm-hmm. like, you know, and going to the clubs in Miami and doing all that stuff. The game after about the, yeah. It's yeah. A game, it's, it's a game after Miami, not before. <laughs> right. So I don't know. I, I, I would lean dog. I definitely like under. Tonight, only two games in the NHL. My guys on the juice are all mad because I, I've been betting these overs and hitting these overs. I think I've hit like my last five. It's crazy. It's just goals, goals, goals. You just like, everyone's like, whenever I, whenever someone's like, I'm so cold, I can't, I'm just bet every over. Like just go to the That's NHL, all- just bet every over. And you're, you know, you'll get out of your funk right now, but two games tonight, both games are set at six and a half. Do you just blindly bet over? Um, well, Washington, Vancouver, or I mean, Montreal, Vancouver is now six. Ooh, dropped. How about yeah, that? So it's under money it's, coming in. It's painted six, but now it's already six over 20. Like okay. it's so if there was anyone that had a six, it's already been bet over. DraftKings is the last six and a half left and it's under minus a quarter betters and books are stubborn man the washington edmonton edmonton game can easily be seven and it's not Mm -hmm. i think you bet that one over but you get washington off the back to back right they played calgary last night the game went over five four Mm -hmm. the western canada swing can be really tough for the visiting team so that one may be a little bit like uh, i would bet that one over before i bet the other one over but Montreal Vancouver has the makings of a 6-5 game. It could be 6-5 easily. Um we just need Montreal to score the goals. So I'm getting these I, I'm catching these overs in the second period. It's crazy. It's, it's not even and sweat. it's fast. They're, they're like the goals are being scored in bunches. Like you check the score and then you get away from it or whatever and you hit refresh or you open up your score up again and three goals have been scored. That's how like, time. Yeah, yeah. Three like nothing. Ten minutes of real time life. You're like, wait, what happened? Oh, this Colorado is was up. Th- Colorado was up three nothing in the first period. Second period, halfway into the second period, three nothing Colorado. Yeah. Three goals in eight minutes for yeah. the Devils. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. <laughs> three three over six hits. Boom. Before we ever get to the third period, the tickets cashed. It's beautiful. It's a no sweat win. It's just kick up your heels and like, okay, this is great. We're, we're we're all good. It's it's been insane to watch this happen. And then last night we were talking about this off air last night. I mean, it's a six one game. The 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 Arizona Coyotes are up six to one, and they're playing whom who they're playing. I forget who they're playing. Uh, Detroit, Detroit. Thank Red you. Wings. They pull the goaltender for the last six minutes. Didn't put the goaltender back in. They scored seven. Eight, nine. They gave up three empty net goals. <laughs> they never put the goalie back in. They didn't care. They lost nine to one. Nine um, to one. Maybe he had in game minus five and a half at some point. Wanted to make sure. I don't know. Um, I wish I watched it because I just, I, I saw Doug Franz's tweet on it from Props Arizona. And I was like, wait, did that really happen? And it, like, if you were betting in game, you had like seven, eight, nine, like you could have just kept on betting and they just kept leaving. Detroit was like, go ahead. Like, we're good. Like, we're not putting the goaltender back in the net. Gabe told a story once that Mike Keenan told his bench, you guys really aren't supporting the goalie. You're leaving him hanging. He pulled the goalie with nine minutes to go in a game. Oh my gosh. To make a point. 
So did Detroit do that? It was I don't. I haven't read the post game yet. I, I have to right. go back and look. But ironically, when Keenan did it, they didn't give up a goal. Ooh. They did okay. not give up a goal because they were like, he's like, they were waiting. They thought he would just do it for a shift or two or whatever. Mm. He did it for the rest of the third period. So you guys want to, you guys want to play and leave your goalie. Now we won't play with a goalie. Now we'll really be embarrassing you and everybody. And I don't care. And nobody scored. Imagine having that bet and betting over and all of a sudden nothing being scored. It would have been a terrible loss. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Uh, let's get to our small conference tournament picks today because we're running short on time here. So I want to make sure we get these uh, these games in here on a Wednesday. So yesterday we went both went five, five, and two. So I two had pushes? two pushes, right? Two pushes yesterday. Wow. So I have a four game lead on you at the moment. Nice. Okay. So mm-hmm. we're talking the four game lead as we head towards this Wednesday. So let's start with a game here in Vegas, Thomas and Mack Center, Nevada at technically at home, I guess, against New Mexico. New Mexico 13 and 18. Nevada is 12 and 17, but Nevada is laying six and a half points to New Mexico coming up here today. Betting or uh, so where are you on Nevada, New Mexico? Is Mountain West a small conference? Uh okay. Do you want to skip that? Okay. No, 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 it's fine. I mean, it depends I on where you are. More games. It, it depends on now. depends on where you are on that. Do, do you what do you consider them? Because the West Coast Conference, we consider that to be, and I put the West Coast Conference and the Mountain West in the same level. Same. That's fine. Okay. Um, so we did that. So give me, give me the, uh, give me the favorite in that one. You go Nevada. I will take. Yeah, I'll take Nevada too. New Mexico is horrible. Uh, in the Big Sky, Idaho State, Portland State. Idaho State is seven and twenty-two. Portland State is twelve and sixteen. Minus four and a half for Portland State. I will take Portland State. I'll take PSU minus four and a half. Same. Okay, PSU minus four and a half. Oh, Jackson State against Texas Southern in the SWAC. Eleven and eighteen. Jackson State, Texas Southern, fifteen and twelve. Jackson, uh, sorry, Texas Southern is laying four. Wait, what's their record? 13 and five versus nine and nine in the SWAC 15 and 12, Texas Southern 11 and 18 Jackson state. Dog. Okay. I'm taking Texas Southern. That is uh, Mike Davis is the head coach of Jackson of, of Texas, of Texas Southern. Uh, plus four. Uh, let's see. Air force and Utah. This game will be revisited in better to book it. But Air Force, 11 and 17, Utah State, 17 and 14, Utah State laying 14 and a half. Dog. You're taking 14 and a half? That's too many points. Totals 125. Yeah, remember that. We'll have a conversation on that a little bit later on. Okay. I will lay the 14 and a half. Um, Air Force plus 14 and a half. Northern Arizona, 9 and 22. Eastern Washington, 17 and 14. Eastern Washington laying seven and a half points in the big sky. Seven and a half. What's the total? 140. Oh, you're first. I'm taking Eastern Washington. Minus the points? Yep. Me too. Minus seven and a half. And let's see. Incarnate World. Word. Word. Sorry. 
Thank you. Incarnate word <laughs> seven and 24 against Houston Baptist 10 and 17 <laughs> Houston Baptist is laying four and a half points. All you big guy. Oh, give me incarnate word, <laughs> word, word up. Cameo used to sing that song. I love that song. Oh my gosh. I'll lay you. I'll, I'll take Houston Baptist. Four Come and on. Half. <laughs> Why not? We'll separate ourselves. Uh, Delaware State, Norfolk State, 2-25, and 0-14 oh in the MEAC, Delaware State. Norfolk State is 21-6, 12-2 in the MEAC, laying 16 points. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> is this the biggest line of the day? Yeah, 0-14, oh Delaware State in the MEAC. Delaware is going to the dance. Delaware State's going nowhere. Ay, ay, ay. This is at a place called Scope Arena? Norfolk Scope Arena, yep. Like scope, like the mouthwash. I don't know. It's Norfolk people are weird, man. It's a a weird part of the country. I'm laying it with the favorite. I can't. I can't. My right mind take those points. It ain't enough. I am in the same boat. I'm taking. I'll lay 16. There's no way. Uh, Rice in Charlotte. In uh, we know we we skipped Conference USA, right? We skipped that. We skipped that. Uh, San Jose State and Fresno State. Eight and 22. San Jose State. 18 and 12. Fresno State. Fresno 13. Laying 13 and a half. Oh yeah, yeah. The totals one twenty one. Give me the dog. Come on, San Jose State. One time. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it. They stink, but I'll but I'll take it because only because Fresno State can't score. So they their offense is. I watched them play against UNLV, and that game was like watching paint dry. The game's got to go under. Um, that's so low. Yeah, I would say I would bet the under. Yeah, I could see it being like a fifty five fifty game. Right. Yeah. Yep, easy. <laughs> Hartford 12 and 19, UMBC 17 and 13. UMBC laying four in the America East semifinal. UMBC. Thank yeah. You. Yeah, I'll I'll take UMBC too. Uh Binghamton 12 and 16, Vermont 26 and 5. They've owned this conference and they're laying 21 and a half. There is your largest number Cows. of the day. 21 and a half. At home, this game is at Patrick Jim on the campus of UVM. 26 and 5, Vermont, 17 and 1 in the America East, 8 and 10, though, for Binghamton in America East play. You ever been to this place? Yep. Small gym? Uh, my high school gym might have been bigger. Oh, really? It is tight. It's complete with the with the wooden bit, wooden benches, the low ceiling. Oh. It is a rocking environment. Give me the favorite. I'll take the dog. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll take the 21 and a half points. I should take the dog. I can't believe it. 21 and a half points. Oh, my. Ryder, 13 and 18. Iona, 25 and 6. Iona wow. laying 11 and a half. This game wow. in Atlantic City at the MAAC, the MAC quarterfinal. You're first. I will take Iona. I'll lay 11 and a half with Iona. All right, I'll go opposite. I'll take Ryder. Ryder plus 11 and a half. And Navy and Colgate in the Patriot League final today. Navy oh 21 and 10. Colgate 22 and 11. Colgate oh. laying six and a half. Oh, man. That's a good number. <laughs> um, That's your number. It's your six and a half. Number. I know. If it was six and a half, I would automatically say Colgate, but now it's seven, and I know the book's going to need Navy. I'm going to take the dog. I'll take Colgate. All right. 
even though I know, I'm probably not going to like that because I think Navy plus seven is probably the better side, but we'll just do that. It's easier. Uh, let's see. Coppin State against Howard. Coppin State 7-22. and 22, Howard 16-12 and 12 in the MEAC quarter. Howard laying six. I will take... Oh, uh, boy, that's tough. It's a 6-8 and eight MEAC record versus 9-5. and five. You don't play 15 conference games. That's a weird number. Yeah. That must have been a COVID thing. COVID something, right? Um, total is 149.5. I'll lay it with Howard. Me too. We'll take Howard minus six. Uh, McNeese State against Northwestern State in the Southland first round. McNeese State 10 and 21. Northwestern State 9 and 22. McNeese Ooh. State's laying one and a half. This is in Houston, Texas, in Katy, Texas. Oh, yeah. These are two Louisiana teams playing in Houston. I guess I'll take McNeese State. <laughs> I'll take Northwestern State. We'll just go on the other side. All right. That's <laughs> you, fine. You can take McNeese. We can lay the one and a half <laughs> points on that, on, on that. And let's see. Uh, Old Dominion and, oh, I'm skipping Conference USA. Um, skipping Conference USA. California Baptist, Sam Houston here in Vegas at the Orleans Arena. There's another California Baptist. Didn't we do this game already? Yeah, they won. And they advanced. Oh. Same tournament, second round tournament of the WAC. This is at the Orleans now? Yeah. California Baptist, 18 and 14 versus Sam Houston, 18 and 13. Second round of the WAC. Sam Houston is laying three. I, I got to ride with California Baptist, I think. It's, it's, I think we both took Cal Baptist yesterday, so we'll both take Cal, Cal Baptist. Right, yeah, I mean, that's we got to keep riding now. <laughs> Plus three. Let's see. They <laughs> keep going. Uh, so uh, say uh, Prairie View A and M eight and eighteen against Alcorn State fifteen and fifteen in the SWAC. Alcorn State minus one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, give me the records again. Eight and eighteen, fifteen and fifteen. Give me the fifteen and fifteen's Alcorn. Yep. I want them. Yeah, me too. That that number seems odd. Why is it minus one? I don't have a clue. <laughs> I have good. no idea, All right, but I know more. I want that team. <laughs> two more games. Uh, Fairfield <laughs> against St. Peter's. Where is St. Peter's? Uh, 15 and 17 Fairfield, 16 and 11 St. Peter's. St. Peter's is laying five. It's, my, it's me, right? Yeah. I'll just take St. Peter's because I don't know where it is. So St. Peter's is in New York. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Um, give me the... I like St. Peter's too. <laughs> Give me Fairfield. Okay. I'll take the dog. Fairfield plus totals five. one. That, that that totals down to one twenty one and a half. <laughs> oh my gosh! Last game: Utah Valley, Abilene Christian in the WAC. Twenty and eleven, Utah Valley. Twenty and nine, Abilene Christian. Abilene Christian is laying three at the Orleans tonight at eight thirty Eastern time. Late night action. If you need a fix on a Wednesday night. Utah Valley and Abilene Christian ESPN plus at 11:30 for the whack. I might go. <laughs> Why to watch that game? Utah Valley and Abilene Christian. What are they I might pay? go. What is five bucks to get in to go with me or something. <laughs> what, what, what are the tickets for that? Five bucks. They better not be expensive. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, free. Let's just let everybody in who wants right? to show just, up. Just come in and watch the game. We need we need people <laughs> in the background here. Um, 
it's so wild because you can hear every squeak. You can hear the coaches on the sideline. We sat AAU. close enough the other day. It was a great. AAU game. And literally, it's it's like yes. it's like going to an AAU tournament like at that building because they have AAU games at the Orleans. So like it's yeah. like going to an AAU game. Abilene Christian. I'll, I'll lay the three. All right. I'll take Utah Valley just for the hell of it, just to take the man, three. Oh man, that's a lot of games. We've got a lot of games. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 games. 18 games we just picked. Yep. 18 games today. I can't even name one team I have right now either. <laughs> that's after the whole that point. exercise. That's the whole point in doing this. <laughs> California Baptist. That's I that's the only one I remember. Uh, California Baptist. My gosh, there's some bad, bad teams. My goodness. Okay. Ooh. Uh bet prep prop of the day. We are talking Marvin Bagley today. Did the one hit yesterday? No, because my gosh, I bet it. Crowder went one for ten from behind the three-point line. He had 10 attempts and did 12 points. Yes, he finished with seven points. We need 12 and a half. He took 10 threes. He hit one. I mean, just a bad right side, bad situation. Like, yeah. So, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, you can have the perfect methodology and all the numbers, and the guy gets the attempts, 10 attempts, and and, and only hits one. You can't control that. So, sometimes, you know, good bets lose and bad bets win. This is, it's a crazy business we're in. That's, that's, that's nuts. He had yeah. seven points. Yep. Three of 15 overall, one of 10 from behind the three point line. Oh, played 32 minutes with 15 shots and seven points. Shoot or shoot, man. I he guess. Was jacking. He was jacking. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't get there, unfortunately. So we're going back to another over, though. Uh, Marvin Bagley, Detroit Pistons, over 13 and a half points, widely available all across many books. He has scored 16, 14, 18, and 19 since the All Star break. He has scored over 14 or more points in his last seven games at home, 14 or more points in his, in all five of his last games after a win. you got a couple of injuries for Detroit here. Bagley should get some extra, uh, extra action. The Bulls are one of the lowest ranking defensive teams against big men this year. Power forwards are averaging 22 points a game against the Bulls. That's almost that's second to last in the league. Centers are averaging 18 points per game. That's also second to last in the league and shots power forwards are averaging over eight made field goals a game against the bulls. That's uh, uh second to last in our or third to last in the league and centers are averaging over seven made shots per game against the bulls. That's second to last again in the league. How do you feel about Ooh. Martin Bagley over 13 and a half points for the Pistons today? I like the way the Pistons are playing, but I mean, every time I say I like one of these, it don't happen or we get a cold shooting night from Crowder like that. So I got to say, I don't like this one. And then hopefully it can go over. We get off the schneid. Um, um, no, I mean, that was the first time we've missed it in a bit. We, we, I mean, we've known, I think we're three and one or two and one in the week for this. Okay. So we've been doing well. This will this. be close, right? I mean, it ain't like he's going to go put up 22. No, I mean, again, like he, uh, since the all-star break, 16, 14, 18, 19. So like right. he's not going to blow so, over this. He's not going to wind up with you know, seven, right. you know, you know, eight or nine points over. It's going to be like, what's maybe the a, juice on over thirteen and a half? Oh, let's see. It was one fifteen, but it may okay. It may have moved. That's it. That's that's you know what his average is close to. Yeah, I wouldn't be in a hurry to bet this one. I'd I'd be cautious, but that means it'll probably you know he'll end up with eighteen points in three quarters, and we'll be good to go. Hopefully, uh, he hits oh, his first oh, five. Now shots. it's fourteen and a half. It's moved. Oh, okay. It's moved a whole point. It's minus 105. I'm sorry, minus 108 to the over and 114 to the under. Yeah. But I'm sure you could find, you could probably keep shopping and find that number right now. I wouldn't wait. Right. If you want to bet it now, if you like the over 13 and a half, I wouldn't wait. I'd bet, I'd bet that now. Right. 
because it's it's climbing. So there you go. They're betting over. So people are seeing the same info. Uh, we're going, we're going on that. Okay. Uh, time now for better or book it. Dave will book bets he doesn't like of mine. He will bet books he likes of mine. Betsy likes of mine. Let's start with Washington and Utah here tonight in Ooh. the Pac-12 conference first round. Washington laying one last night. Now laying two, right? What you're seeing? Uh, two and a half. Well, okay, two and a half. A little CFL. I'm getting a little CLV society action here going on this yes, one. Sure. So I have got Washington laying one here up against a Utah team that has not been all that great this year. You look at the point spread numbers over uh, last couple of games here. Utah is three, six and one over the last 10 ATS one in four over the last five. And they've lost their last four and against the conference. Utah is five, 13 and two ATS. Washington is 14 and six ATS against the Pac-12, four and one over the last five, six and four over the last 10. Washington played Utah twice this year, and they beat Utah twice this year. One and a half point favorites at home. They won by four. They were 10 point dogs at Utah and won by six. I know it's tough. 10 to point dogs? And they won by six. How I long know, ago was that game? Uh, that game was on the 6th of January. Oh, wow. Okay, so the numbers were way off then. Yeah. Wow. Start, of, start a conference play, basically, when that happened. Okay, so you can see how the numbers got better because yep. now it's a neutral and it's only one open up to two and a half. I agree with the move. I'm betting this with you. Washington yeah. minus one yeah. tonight in the Pac-12. Second game, Kansas State and West Virginia. This is an interesting look because I almost Kansas took State Kansas State. Okay, I almost took Kansas State in this game. The reason why I didn't take Kansas State in this game, because Ken Palm has a West Virginia win. Okay, Ken Palm last night had this as a one-point win for West Virginia. Yeah, now it's one. This is a toss-up, no? Yes. So let's look at the total. Eight Gotta be th- under. No. Right? If you would think that, right? Your first guess would be bet under, right? I'm going the yeah. other way. And the number's gone against me. This is reverse line movement. It's 137 now here. Okay. I bet over 138 and a half last night. Here's the reason why. Both teams, 18 and 13 and 17 and 13 to the over. Okay. West Virginia in Big 12 play is 13 and 5 to the over. Kansas State is 14 and 4 to the over. Nine of the last 10. And seven in a row for Kansas State have gone over. Ooh. West Virginia on the road, 11 and three this year to the over away from home. First two games, these two teams played, both games have gone over with really low totals when these teams have played. In the first game, it was 131, went over by eight points. Okay. In the second game, it was 134 and a half. It went over by 16 and a half points. These guys don't play defense against each other. I'm betting over 138 and a half. I'm going against the move. You can get a better number now. 137 is available. You want a better number than I got. But I bet 138 last night, 38 and a half last night. Betting in a book over 138 and a half. I'll book this one. Is okay. this, this is a conference tournament case. This is in Kansas City? Correct. At, T, at T-Mobile Arena, formerly known as Sprint Center. They have a T-Mobile Arena in Kansas City, too? Yeah, they call it T-Mobile Center. Sorry, not Arena. Oh, T-Mobile Center. It was Sprint Center. Now it's T-Mobile Center. Okay. 
T-Mobile's taking over everything anyway. They bought um, <laughs> I'll bet under. I, I, I'll, so I'll book this bet. Um, I just, that's crazy that those games, are, they've gone over so many times. Because when I watch West Virginia play, because I do that show with Brad Howe. Right. So we've been watching a lot of the Big 12. They can't score. Man, they, can't, they go through. But like, K-State can't stop anybody. So they go, both their games have gone over. Everyone thinks, oh, under, under, oh, under. That's the oh, it's going to be under. K-State doesn't stop anybody. Like Ken West Pong. Virginia team total. Wow, the move came on K-State. K-State's a one and a half point favorite. Yeah, Ken Palm's got it 71-70, 141 for a total. Okay. So I looked at that and then looked at the numbers and look at the runs, look at the first two games. I was like, okay, maybe you play first half under because they make, they take a little time to get adjusted to the rims right. and the new building. But for the game, mm, I think it's a high scoring, more high scoring than people think. I don't think I'm going to be like 150, but I think we get to 140. Well, that's enough if you got over 138 and a half. All right. That's where I'm going. Finally, we mentioned it before. Air Force in Utah State. I played under 127 last night. This number again is CLV Society. It has crashed down. I have no, I have no idea how these two teams played a game this season, Dave, in the 40s. Neither the team final? scored. Neither team scored 50 points <laughs> this season. In one of the, On in, purpose? <laughs> they played a whole game. Like, they played a whole game and neither it wasn't, team. It wasn't rain shortened or a leak in the ceiling or something. Nope. It neither was, team scored 50. Neither team scored 50 points. I, I was laughing my ass off looking at this game. I was like, this is insanity. They played, um, that's ATS, sorry. That they, they played back on the uh the 29th of December, Air Force and Utah State 49-47 with a total of 131. <laughs> game went under by 35 points. Uh, did they play a second time? They, they played a second time when they played a second time. It was a total of 125, 73, 46 air force. Couldn't score air force scored 46 points again under by six points. Oh, this is definitely bet. <laughs> this is definitely a bet. I well, now you know why I, it's 124. The number has completely fallen on, on off the table. It's coming down it's, fast. It's actually, it's, it's, it's around 125 and a half now. Okay, it came back up. Circus back to 126. So they got the bet at 124 if it ever went there. Yeah, it was, it was, there were was some books at 124. One, the lowest I saw in Vegas was 125. So yeah, that's not, okay. I'm, I'm clicking a couple. That was their, their lowest was 125. Yeah. So I come back. I'm, 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 we're betting under. There's no way <laughs> I'm betting this over. I, I just won't, I won't feel right about it at all. Even if we win it, I'll be like, no, that wasn't a good bet. Like, you know, we're betting this thing under. You want to talk about paint dry? Yes, this game, is, game finished in the 40s. I'll go to bed. I, I, I will not be watching this game. I'll just I would go take a free ticket to this one. I yeah. would not. <laughs> and I'm I could good. get it. And as, as a faculty member at UNLV, I probably could go and get free tickets to this game, and I don't want to go. Yeah, I'm good. No desire. I, don't wanna, I, I wouldn't take somebody. I'm like, hey, we're going to the Mountain West Conference. No, we're not. We're not no, going not, to this game. Not for this we game. can't. This game is absolutely. This is like pre shot clock era scores 430. Eastern time. It's a one thirty. It's a day game. Game tips off here in a couple minutes too. So it's a day. On top of that, it's a day game. So no one's going to be there in the crowd. The crowd will be empty. Building will be empty. There's probably more people at the Globetrotter game. 
Very possible. hundred percent. You can throw baseballs. You could probably play catch and not hit anybody. <laughs> Just go ahead and throw it back and forth in the crowd. Why did you bring your gloves and your ball? We're going to play catch. We're gonna play catch no, one's, no one's going to, no one's going to bother us. We're going to be all good there. So, <laughs> all right. Favorite thing about today on a Wednesday. Um, we're getting to that. Like, you know, people are reaching out. Hey, I'm coming to town. Hey, I'm coming to town. Hey, I'm coming to town. A favorite thing about today is trying to make arrangements for not just next week, but like this week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the real week of, of basketball. Of This is the, the, the dress rehearsal for next week, but there's more games this week. Um, I tweeted it this morning. I saw Brad Powers tweeted it saying, this is the secret week to come. Hotel rate rooms or, or hotel rates are less. Mm. There's less crowded books. There's mm. actual games to go to mm. if you want to get out of a book and go to. This is a great week to be in Vegas. If you're even contemplating it, if you're close, come out this week mm. and experience it because next week is going to be completely nuts. There's going to be people everywhere. Madness. The lines, everything. So I I can't wait. This is the start. It's Wednesday. We get to enjoy all of the games and get closer and closer to selection Sunday. So that's my favorite thing about today. For me, today is midterm day for my class. So what I make them do today is I make them go into the TV studio and they have to do a 30 second public service announcement via memory off memory. So they stand in front of a camera for the first time. They get the little lav mic on They get that big, big make them do it with no prep oh no they have lots of prep they better be prepped if they're not prepped they'll get a bad grade it's a fifth of their grade it's a big they've deal. never been in front of the camera before some in the studio them, some of them never been in front of the camera before i mean they've been doing it on their phones they've been yeah. taping themselves like on their phone but not actually in a studio lav mic'd up in a camera and they get as many takes as they want to do it but it's a 30 second monologue which is not hard to do and it's obvious it's for every year. It's very clear to see who has done the work and who has not. Right. So today is a very big day for me in terms of like my evaluation of these kids. As oh to, boy. I ripped them a new asshole on Monday because, Did and I normally, really? and I normally don't do it, but I, cause I, I, I often, I don't know how you do it with your team, but for me, I'm a carrot or a stick guy. And I always start with the carrot and I give you a chance. I give you, an opportunity to show me what you're doing. And then if you are screwing up, I bring the stick. Right. And on, and on Monday I brought the stick and people were doing assignments, walk physically walking to class, taping themselves, doing assignments. They were doing it five minutes before class. They were just kind of sitting there like lollygagging oh. and just like doing it. And I just went in and I said, guys, I said straight up, I go, I grade really easily at the moment, but we've gotten to the midterm and I will not grade easily the rest of the midterm because you guys clearly are not taking this class seriously enough. And some of you are thinking it's going to be easy. And I'm telling you right now, your grades are going to drop fast in the midterm. You better be ready because if you're not ready, it's a hundred points of a, on a 500 point scale. So if I give you a 30, good luck. I can bury you. I said, I can bury you in this Professor class. Professor P coming yeah. <laughs> swinging, baby. <laughs> so I can bury you to the, on the midterm. Don't take it seriously, and I can bury you. And I will know if you took it seriously or not because you need to be prepared. It's 30 seconds. It's four lines you're memorizing, and it's just standing there on any topic, on anything you want to talk about. It's all on you. So after I'm done. 
2.30 today. Head on down to UNLV and let's see what the, if it's good, it'll take 20 minutes. If it's bad, it'll take an hour. So oh boy, we'll see what the kids do. How what? many kids in a class? 18. 30 seconds a piece. Do they all get to watch each other's or are they in there by themselves? Uh-uh. I do it in front of everyone. I want That's that live. Fantastic. I want the, I want the full on, like, I want support. Like I tell everybody, like we yes. need to support each other and like be there as a helper and not as a hurt. Like, don't make it so that someone's, if they're struggling, don't make it more uncomfortable. Like give them, right. help them get through it. But no one, like, it's not a one or done thing. Like you can do it 10 times if you want. Like it's entirely up to the person. But after like what I've learned, this is the fourth time I've done this. If they've gone through three takes and it hasn't gone yet, then the nerves really kick in and they right. start to get really nervous. And sometimes I've told them like to go for a walk. I said, hey, go for a walk. Like just go, go get your thing done, get your mind right, then come back and then we'll do it and you'll be okay. It becomes okay. like the dunk contest when you miss the first three dunks and you're 100%. like, I can't, I can't do it now. It's a it. now it's in your head and, and, you're, and oh. you're stuck. Yeah. So, but the, it's the whole point of like, I do it because I try to tell them all the time, like the environment that you're in oftentimes will dictate your performance. Right. So th- this is a change of environment and it's a different for a lot of you. You've never been in a TV studio with a camera and a red light on and someone, you know, you're hearing the guy, the person in the back room saying, okay, three, two, one, go. And you're on. Go. And if you're not used to that or never done that before, that's a holy shit moment. And yes. you, you have to like, you start to go, okay. And you <laughs> panic and the heart's going dun, 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 dun. And you're having all like, you know, cold sweats and whatnot. And yes. so it's, it's why I do it because I want to see how they're going to react to it and what they're, what, you know, some people shine and other people's fall apart. Right. <laughs> but if they've, have I told them, if you've done the work, I will know. And even if you suck at it, I can tell if you've done the work. Oh, but if you're like umming and eyeing and uh, uh, mm, like I know, <laughs> I can tell if you don't have, if you're not prepared and you haven't rehearsed. I told them numerous times, like if you guys come in here, and if the first time you do this is on camera, pff, good luck. You're going to, it's going to be bad. Oh boy. So way I grade them, I haven't told them this, but basically they start with a 50 and they go up from there. They, if they do it, they get 50, but they got to, you know, I'll grade off of that. So today's they a big watch day. the show. Does any one of them watch the show? Yes. I think one of them does. Okay. That's right. it. I think, I think only one, but, but I, but he better not be watching now because the class is in two hours and you better be <laughs> practicing straight up <laughs> like you better be rehearsing if you've got time to watch this show you should be shutting this off and going and rehearsing that's right get the practice and let's go yeah and get it going on so <laughs> all right so we've gone two for two with big trades in the show what does tomorrow bring i don't know but we keep going with our maybe small- the steelers will get a quarterback yeah, tomorrow. maybe all right we, we got a new quarterback maybe jimmy garoppolo goes to the colts tomorrow We'll see what tomorrow brings, but make sure you are subscribing to the YouTube channel for props. Make sure you're subscribing to us on Apple and Spotify so you get every day. It's the Bostonian versus the book. He's Dave. I'm Matt. We'll talk to you tomorrow for Thursday's Bostonian versus the book.